Welcome to the Adventures After Teaching podcast. If you're an exhausted teacher, this is your place to find inspiration for a new career outside of the classroom. I'm your host, Joanne Howard, primary teacher turned burnout and career coach. I'll be interviewing lots of amazing ex-teachers about their career changes and helping you see how you can use your transferable skills to leave teaching. Welcome, everybody. We are joined today by the wonderful Wendy Miller, who is an ex-Academy member. Wendy, I'm really chuffed about that piece to start with, and has set up her own children's coaching business. So welcome, Wendy, to the podcast. Hi, I'm very pleased to be here, and it's great to have a chat with you again. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to hear what you've been doing the past few months because we've not chatted, have we, actually, for a while. So that would be really good, really good. So, Wendy, you joined the Academy programme quite a long time ago now, quite a few cohorts a while ago. Um, What made you decide to leave teaching? Can you give us a bit of background to where you were, what you were doing? Yeah. So I'd been teaching for over 20 years and over that time, I'd, I'd had my children and at different points, I'd, I'd thought about leaving and I'd always felt a little bit trapped as you go up the um, salary grades. And um, I just thought, no, I can't leave. I've got to be able to stay. And at a couple of different points, I'd thought I'm going to leave. And then at the point where I was actively looking at jobs outside of teaching, I thought I'd found the Holy Grail. I found an amazing school and I ended up staying there for seven years. And it was teaching um, special needs children with physical and cognitive disabilities. And it was lovely. I absolutely loved it. It was child centred. The staff were brilliant. The management were brilliant. But ultimately, I was still teaching and I got to the point where I realised I needed to do something else. It was very hard to leave that school and leave those children, but I knew I had to do something for me for the rest of my career. I couldn't stay in teaching. So, yeah, that's what I ended up finally doing. Wow, brilliant, because yeah, you, you had so many skills in like health and safety and forest. I remember when we were first chatting about all the different paths you could take. Yeah. And you were, you know, you were interested in training and, and all manner of things, weren't you? Yeah. Um, brilliant brilliant so how did you find the transition out of the classroom then like kind of Um, plan yeah I felt it empowering actually having made that decision because I'd gone round and round in circles with it for ages and I was just very very grateful to have, have found you um and to be able to have that support and to find the courage within myself to go and do it because at the point where I handed in my notice I think I found you oh where are we now I think it was in the April I joined April 22 um and I handed in my notice to leave that summer so I had a term of kind of being in school knowing I was leaving and then I was out um and so yeah people were shocked at the time like what are you going to do it's like I don't know. I don't know. I just need to leave teaching. Um, and I was just very, very happy and relieved at that time and excited at all of the opportunities because I know you hear it a lot. It's like, I'm only a teacher. I mean, I'm just a teacher. What else can I do? And there's an awful lot that you can do. So, um, yeah, it's been, yeah, it, it's been exciting. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Literally hear Pirate the dog for anyone that doesn't know snoring in the background. So I'm kind of muting him. <laughs> 
Tatooine your bit. <laughs> but yes, if you can hear a gentle purr in the background, it's not me, it's the dog. Um, fantastic, fantastic. So you you did look at different roles as well, Wendy, to start with, didn't you? So you were looking at different types of jobs and we were exploring uh, different ways in which you could set up um, as a children's coach as well, because we've got the business kind of business school, as it will now yeah. be in the academy. So this is the thing, I think when academy members come in, a lot of the time, very lacking in confidence, clearly like low self-esteem. And the idea of setting up your business just seems completely alien. And I'd never say to anybody, oh, yeah, jack in your job and start a business because yeah. it's, it's not really the most sensible plan in the world. However, as you kind of go through the burnout recovery tools, et cetera, I think more and more academy members are building businesses alongside maybe those like jobs or those flexible roles as well. Um, so. In terms of making that tri- transition, in terms of like the plan, the financials, and everything else, have you looked at um, imp- like employed work as well as setting up your business, or have you just jumped straight into the business? So what I did at the point when I left, I enrolled with a tutoring company. So yeah. initially, I was doing some one-to-one tutoring, um, which was great. Um, and it just kept the money coming in whilst I was working out what to do. Um, I'm also qualified as a first aider, so I've ended up doing a bit of first aid training and a bit of um, first aid covering first aid events. So I've had money coming in from a few different things whilst I've been working out what to do. Um, so, yeah, initially my I was. I didn't know whether I was going to go and find a full-time job or whether I wanted to go and um, set up a business. And my initial idea in terms of setting up a business was I wanted to go and help um, parents of children with special needs because I know they just have to have to fight for absolutely everything and it's just such a struggle for them. And I know there's a definite need there, but I didn't know if I'd be able to make that into a business and it didn't quite sit right with me either kind of like making that into a business to be able to to help these children and these Mm. families um and so and it just felt like too big an animal for me to be able to to wrestle down into a business so I've just been doing these different things and then coincidentally um I came across uh, Jack McGill from one of your podcasts um because as I was deciding to leave and, and trying to work out what to do I found your podcast really useful yeah and I listened to Jack's and it just really resonated with me and I was really interested in it but at the time when she was talking to you in the podcast um she was just um trying to get um her books and her materials for wise for my size into schools and I was like yeah. that's an amazing thing she's doing it's such a shame she's taking it into schools because I'm leaving yeah. Never mind. Um, and then I think you shared that she was launching her coaching program and I jumped straight in. Um, and I ended up being the first qualified wise for my size coach to graduate. graduate. Um, so yeah, so I was able to do that part time along with doing all of these other things. And then I've just kind of slowly built up my focus and my income I'm still not there um working full-time as a coach but I'm building it up and it and it is coming and I'm very excited for next year with it all brilliant Wendy and that's the thing it does take time I remember when I left um 
I th- think I finished my training while I was finishing school, but I still had case studies to do. And I was trained to be a yoga teacher at the same time. Um, but it certainly took at least a term to be getting clients. And this, this again, is the thing. I think having, I, I want to give teachers a pathway to build a coaching business or a virtual assistant business, whatever it is, but it's being aware that it does, it does take focus and it does take, uh, it does take a little while, particularly um, I think at the beginning when we're maybe resistant to niching down and speaking to one particular client and one particular problem, which, you know, you've kind of nipped that in the bud nice and early because of the nature of the program. You know who you're yeah. working with, don't you, really? Yeah. But there's still scope to presumably niche in different ways. So are you still looking to work with parents of children with additional needs or is it more broad for you now? Um, I do work with um mainstream children kind of any kind of children but um because of my background and my interest I am kind of attracting the the neurodiverse and and the children with additional needs and and that's where my passion lies so it's just lovely we're kind of just naturally finding each other and fitting in there so yeah it's great brilliant brilliant so what sort of um kind of offers have you got at the moment then Wendy is it solely one-to-one work that you're doing with children face-to-face no, so I do um, lots of different things. I run two weekly sessions out in the community. So anyone who lives locally, I don't. They don't have to be attached to a certain school to me to come to an after-school club. I've got um, two different sessions that I run there. Um, I also do one-to-one sessions, and I've got a mixture of face-to-face and online clients with that. Um, I'm running a holiday club in January as well. That went really well in October, so I'm repeating that. Um, I've just signed up to work with a couple of charities that are supporting um, children in the school holidays by running activities. So I'm booked up in January with them too. Um, And I'm the slowest thing, but the most... um, um, sustainable thing for the businesses is getting into schools yeah. so I'm just starting to work with schools so I've got um, a child that I'm working with at an alternative provision yeah. um, and tomorrow I'm going to be going in to another school doing some one-to-one work with some of their pupils and I think they're very very interested in what I'm doing and they can really yeah. see the value in in what I'm doing and so once they've seen how well it goes and the benefits I think they'll have me in more and then they're part of a, a big academy yeah. so yeah. I'm hoping from there it will just just grow so Brilliant. yeah there's lots of things happening and then also on this evening I'm going to be doing my first online parent workshop as well so lots and lots of, of things happening at the moment fantastic brilliant brilliant all going on all going on so your day-to-day then Wendy or your week by week must look quite varied then it really is. Yeah, yeah. So um, because I'm building up at the moment, I'm doing lots of different things. So networking is really helping me. So um, I go to a couple of different networking meetings within the week and try to build connections and, and find people that way. Um, yesterday with the child that I was talking about um, doing the one-to-one at the alternative provision, I actually met him at a farm. So I was there in my wellies kind of Talking to the animals and and chatting to him. Um, This morning, I had the luxury of being able to to go to my own children's school and and have a meeting to sort out some things there, which is great. Um, And yeah, this evening, I've got a one-to-one client and then my community class and uh, then the the workshop. So yeah, there's there's lots um, 
and happening so yeah. brilliant and not all in the evening by the sounds of it there sounds like there's a mix I think that's the thing with tutoring or even coaching to be honest that a lot of it does tend to be in the evening when I started out it was all evenings and weekends like the model yeah. got now has <laughs> shifted that um a little bit more in the terms of the group work but it is one thing to bear in mind I think when you're going down that one-to-one path but like you said yeah definitely well. because if you're working privately with families it's obviously going to be outside of the school hours so it's it's being very firm with your own boundaries as to when you want to work because at, at first you're just very very grateful for the work absolutely um, and yeah but no you need to be firm on your boundaries and, and when it is you want to work and protect your family time and your personal time so yeah, yeah. And that's the I think the stronger one's brand gets and the more social proof you have and testimonials and case studies and all that sort of stuff. I think it does give you a lot more confidence to start putting a a few more boundaries around your time and your pricing and all that sort of thing. But as you say, initially, you're just really excited, aren't you? You just want want to go and speak to people of an evening. It's it's not too much of a strain, really. How have you found the, the world of social media? As a as a teacher slash business, because I think the imposter syndrome can be huge for yeah. teachers online. How have you found it? Um, it was it was quite funny when I qualified as a coach and I'd, I'd finished all of um, my uh, sessions as part of yeah. the training. I was like, oh, this is brilliant! I'll just wait for the this clients to now. come and find me. Exactly. Yeah, I don't need to put my face on social media. It'll be fine. They'll just come to me. Yeah. And so now I'm making reels. I'm doing lives. I'm I'm doing lots of of different things to get the message out there because I am the brand. So people need yeah. to to know me, and I need to build that credibility. And I didn't think this time last year I'd, I'd be doing that, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's so many, oh, in terms of like the limiting beliefs, there's so many blocks there, not just in terms of visibility, but in terms of charging money yeah. for something that we feel like we should just be giving for free because it's making such a difference. So many things. I think this is the thing with like the certifications and even franchises. There's so many amazing courses out there, yeah. but I would just want all teachers to know like, that is the beginning like yeah. because I remember, you know, me doing a coaching certification in a sense was kind of a trauma response. It's kind of like I just need something that's going to give me a solution, um, and it's so so valuable to give you that structure. But the the actual getting playing clients that's the hard bit, isn't it? The other yeah. side of it almost. So it's just being aware of that, I think. Um, but the networking's helping. You're saying. And you, yeah. I can see you on social media all the time, Wendy, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Really yeah. consistent with your posting. It's amazing oh, to see. Thank you. And some professional keep... photos as well. I think. Oh, yeah, the, the um the photo shoot was really good because it, before that it was just me doing really rubbish selfies. Yeah. And you don't realise how rubbish they are till you do go and get a few professional ones done. So I was very lucky. Um, I've actually taken residency up in a co-working networking space near me and one of the other residents is a professional photographer um and so it didn't cost a lot of money but she's absolutely lovely and she took some brilliant photos and I think that's really helped as well so yeah that's really good I'm a bit jealous of your co-working I've literally been chatting to my husband this morning fantasizing about renting an empty shop somewhere and having some sort of a agency style affair yeah. going on but uh yeah no, the photos look really good I'm still yet to have professional photos done yeah <laughs> you ought to probably step up and get them done so what are you most enjoying about the role at the moment then Wendy it sounds like lots of different things but compared yeah. to the classroom what are, what are the stark differences would you say um I'm just really enjoying kind of 
the support that mm. I'm able to give the children and the families and the immediate difference that they can see. It's just so, so rewarding. Yeah. Um, but also I just love the variety of what I'm doing and the freedom. And um, the other day I met with um, one of the other co-workers and we went out and we had a meeting in a, in a cafe with some other potential clients. And it was just like, hang on, this is our day. This is just great this is lovely and yeah it just feels so far removed from the school term and the school day and it's it's quite easy to forget that it just seems so far away already but yeah no it's it's brilliant and everybody says to me how much happier I am um and you you don't realize because you're just kind of doing your own thing but yeah yeah. That's, that's my favorite. I was just saying to my coach this morning that, yes, I love people getting jobs and building businesses, but every single time, the best bit I love about this job is seeing people come back to life. Like for me, like that is so like that is the heart of it all is watching people completely come back to life. And it's yeah. just magic. It's magic to see. I'm really pleased for you. <laughs> um, and hard to remember, I'd imagine how trapped or in all that sense of institutionalization because it's so different isn't it it's kind of like once you're rewilded and out and yeah it's yeah it's another world isn't it it just really is everybody else out I think yeah it's really awful we don't want everybody to leave but (laughs) (laughs) then you come across people who are saying I'm thinking of going into teaching and you're like okay (laughs) and it's trying to have that gentle conversations with them and trying to give them the realistic point of view of what the actual role involves but yeah Yeah. it's very institutionalized isn't it Uh, yeah yeah absolutely I keep saying I'm gonna I'm gonna really uh throw a curveball and just announce I'm going back (laughs) that's it guys I miss it so much it's not gonna happen at all it's not gonna happen (laughs) um but anyway going off on a, a side quest as per the usual what are you looking forward to about the future then Wendy it sounds like there's just so many different ways you could take this yeah yeah I'm just really excited about the possibility of of working with the different schools and getting more established kind of in the day like you say I don't want to be working all the evenings and and weekends and I want to be able to reach as many children as possible and to have a sustainable business so yeah just kind of getting into the schools and getting established with the charities and just getting that regular work and so yeah brilliant brilliant so any top tips for teachers wanting to start a business like what what are some things that you wish you'd known maybe is a good way of, of looking at it um if it is you want to go into coaching I'd think carefully about the niche and what you're passionate about and what your interests are and mm. look into the different courses that are out there because you're right there are so many mm. um so yeah just find what you want to do and make sure you're you're making that right move before you actually do it and um, something I found really useful is support with the, from the local council as well yeah. there's been lots of different courses and training that they do to support um people starting in business So that's been really helpful. And then just building a network of support. 
because it it's very different I've really missed kind of working with my colleagues because I had such a wonderful team yeah. at the school I was at um but now I've I've built a new network of of business women so uh, good that's really um, good to hear because yeah. I think post kind of burnout or even post covid there's this real sense of just recovery and unraveling and wanting to hibernate and winter yeah. away but I think it does come a point where you're kind of like ready to connect again and that's really it's really great you've got that co-working space and that opportunity fantastic fantastic I've just um just going to do a shameless plug in the academy we're just developing the business school so it's going to be the adventures after teaching business school at the moment it's included for all academy members and there will be specific pathways for those people wanting to set up as a coach or a therapist a consultant a tutor a virtual assistant um you're not going to be it's not an accreditation but it is a pathway to help yeah set up with all the things like what you do with HMRC and what legals you need on your website and, you know, what social media platforms you should be using and and all the things in a nice space where everybody can check in with each other. Because I think it can be a bit, potentially a bit lonely. Like you said, there is that thing about you've got to find your network, don't you? You've got to find your tribe. So at least at the beginning, if you can have your your teaching colleagues before you fly the nest, I think that would be be really helpful. No, that (laughs) sounds really good. And so daunting thinking of, of setting up a business. This isn't where I thought I would be. I thought I was going to be going and finding a full-time job in a different field. But yeah, the thought, if I'd known like, oh yeah, you're going to leave teaching and you're going to set up a business. Like, no, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Because like you say, there's all those unknowns, isn't there? So yeah, no, that sounds really good what you do. Great. But there's definitely opportunities out there, Wendy. And I think like you said, with the niche thing, it's so, so important, particularly in, in coaching. You've got you've really got to be able to identify that kind of tangible problem that you solve. And you know, I started out with burnout recovery for teachers. That's what it was. It was about burnout recovery. But it's it sounds awful, but it's really difficult to to sell burnout prevention because both you and I know, Wendy, like you you don't think it's gonna happen to you and it just hits you one day and it's it, unfortunately that's the, that's just the way it is for a lot of people so it is then more about the recovery and about like what to do next and and these niches will evolve the more you work with people um on that I think like working with case studies is really really valuable and yeah not yeah. just in terms of that social proof but understanding who you like working with and who you have the most um yeah connection or results with as well um how do you find the working online compared to -to face-to-face with coaching um it's very different um and with all of my one-to-one clients I um ask for the parents to be involved so they know what we're talking about they know the language and they can support the child in between the sessions um but with the one-to-one clients the the parent needs to be there with them yeah. because otherwise you've got just a child at the other end of a screen so they they do need that support but it's still lots and lots of fun we able we're able to play different games and and do lots of different things it, it's just a different way of working so yeah. no it definitely works well still yeah. fantastic fantastic yeah. well I hope you get into more schools and the kind of the daytime work blossoms I'm sure it will because you've got such a breadth of experience and yeah your specialism in and of itself is is really unique as well where can we find out more about you Wendy if you want to go and have a nosy around your socials and websites where will you (laughs) 
So I'm at Wendy Miller Coaching. So I've got my own website, wendymillercoaching.co.uk. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram under Wendy Miller Coaching. And I'm also on LinkedIn as well. So yeah. Come and find me and say hi. (laughs) Fantastic. And I'm sure you'll have people saying hi, Wendy. Thank you so much for your time. We will put all your links um, below the episode. I'm pointing, nobody can see me, but we will put all all the links there as well. And good luck with your workshop tonight with the parents. Thank you very much. Buzzing after that. It'll be really exciting. Really good. Really good. (laughs) And thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Really enjoyed it. (laughs) You've been listening to the Adventures After Teaching podcast with Joanne Howard. If you found this episode inspiring, please do like and share with other teachers. If you'd like to hear even more Adventures After Teaching, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you want to find out how the Adventures After Teaching Academy program can help you create your next career, head over to adventuresafterteaching.com.